The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about using collegiate athletics as a platform for marketing success. Joining us is Jennifer Davis, who is the CMO at Learfield IMG College, which is one of the largest collegiate sports marketing companies. Learfield represents more than 100 of the nation's top collegiate properties in the NCAA. And as a corporate member of the Association of National Advertisers, universities that use their services include Florida State, University of Texas, and of course, the University of California. Go Bears. So far this week, Jennifer and I have talked about collegiate sports and how they impact consumer brands, marketing challenges. And yesterday we talked about radio's role in sports marketing. Today we're going to wrap up our conversation as I get Jennifer's thoughts on a sports podcast idea that I had. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Jennifer Davis, CMO of Learfield IMG College. Jennifer, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I appreciate you coming back for a third time. And honestly, this is really just self-indulgent. <laughs> I got an idea and I just want your thoughts on it. Okay. I have actually already done this. When I started podcasting professionally, originally what I did was I started two podcasts, the MarTech podcast and a show called For the Fans by the Fans. And both of them were launched on the same day. And both of them did relatively well coming out of the gates. The MarTech podcast, I don't have to explain that one to you. For the Fans by the Fans was basically me interviewing other sports fans about what their best sports moments are. And it was a little bit of what's happening in the sports world from the view of someone that lives in the Midwest and a little bit of me just talking trash to Dodger fans. <laughs> what ended up happening with these two podcasts, which was an interesting experiment to run at one, one was B2C. And my idea was that I was making it so the president of Fanatics, who's a friend of mine, an old coworker, would hopefully sponsor or buy the show, or I was doing the MarTech podcast to try to generate consulting revenue. And the MarTech podcast ended up growing much faster because I was able to tap into an audience that had a marketing vehicle behind it. The people that I was interviewing had larger followings. I started getting viral and organic growth, but I had this sports marketing podcast that was doing relatively well for a podcast. So secretly, when I retire, when I'm done with business podcasting, I'm going to reboot my For the Fans, By the Fans podcast, and I'm going to do local sports marketing podcasts. 
I need your help. Talk to me about the business of monetization for podcast content. I'm assuming that you guys have some sort of plays in podcasting. What do you know about that environment? Well, for us, podcasts and other audio programming or video programming for that matter is part of the solution that we bring to our brand. So it is rare that we would approach somebody about just sponsoring one episode of a podcast or something like that. It's more of a holistic program intended to deliver an audience and to really get a message out there. So I would say the first and foremost thing is that anything that we would do is in the context of kind of a basket of services and different inventory items that we bring targeted to what the brand wants to accomplish. But I would say that a lot of the same rules that apply to other kinds of sponsorship apply to this as well. It's about who that audience is, creating really compelling content that keeps people coming back to it and earning that loyalty and engagement, and then finding brands that not only want to target that same audience, but kind of match the feel of what you're trying to accomplish. So if the podcast itself has a bit of a quirky voice or an irreverent take on something, finding brands that want to talk in the same way to their audiences. So all of those, I think, factor in. I love the idea, like part of the college sports fan experience is, as you said, kind of trash talking the fan of the rival team and having somebody to goad on game day. I suspect there's a way to monetize that and turn that into something that generates a following. I have to say, I feel like I have a couple of tricks in my bag and talking trash to opposing fans actually might be close to top of the list, something that I truly enjoy, specifically with Dodger fans and Stanford fans. Excellent. Well, everybody needs a superpower, right? So that can be yours. That's great. And it's either talking about marketing or talking about sports. Those were the two things that I figured I did well when I started in podcasting. The thought that I had when I was launching For the Fans, By the Fans, was that the Bill Simmons podcast was a national podcast and an incredibly successful one. And then he spun out a verticalized podcast that were on a per sports basis. But I think that a lot of sports fans are centered around their specific teams. Do you find that in sports media, I know in radio, there's individual shows that are around one sports or at least a local market. You get a local sports channel. They're going to talk about the Bears and the Giants and the Cardinals and the 49ers and maybe the Raiders, even though they're in Vegas. They kind of bounce around from individual topic. But with podcasting feeds, you can be more verticalized. You can just have one specific show. And I've seen this on the professional level where there's a warrior show sponsored by The Athletic or NBC But I haven't seen it in the collegiate level where there is the Cal Bears basketball show by anybody other than the Cal Athletic program. Maybe it's just because Cal Athletics aren't as popular as, you know, Texas and Alabama and Florida and some of the other major sports programs. But are you seeing sort of verticalized shows that are individual sports or school specific? I think there's a huge opportunity there. And it actually may be more nuanced than what you think. Because college sports, people tend to be fans of whatever their team is playing, even if they don't know the rules of the game. Like when we started doing esports at the college level, I saw some great tweets from college sports fans, diehard like Tennessee football fans. They're like, my team is doing well in esports. I don't know what that is, but I'm a Tennessee fan. So go volunteers. You know? yes. <laughs> and I think there is, as you said, kind of across sport affinity. But then there are some programs. And often it could be the revenue generating sports, football, basketball, but it also could be some of the Olympic sports 
where the fans, a lot has been written recently about the fans being very fluid in that they don't get a lot of game day or meet day content because of the nature of the sport that they are a fan of. So they are used to looking for non-traditional content to keep up with what's happening in gymnastics or field hockey or swimming or rowing. So I think there's opportunity to do exactly what you are talking about. And especially because of that community element. I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago is that there's nothing like that college community. And if a college community can be rallied around a specific topic, I, I think you're onto something. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. You know, the challenge is that you think about the national shows. I mentioned Bill Simmons before. It's like, all right, Bill Simmons is going to talk about every sport and every team and every sport. So now you're covering at least the entire United States and you're multiplying it by four major sports. All right, those are huge markets that they can build a giant audience. If I'm creating the Bay Area sports show, well, that's one DMA. And then I'm restricting it down to one school. Now, all of a sudden, yeah, you have a, a very sort of tightly knit community, but it's relatively small. And so building the audience becomes a challenge. How much do advertisers pay a premium to tap into what would be a very targeted audience or does that actually happen? Well, I think in general it does. Um, and certainly actually a lot of what we've been trained to do as marketers in recent times is to pay more, the more targeted it is. So there's a pattern there that you could tap into for sure. But it needs to be big enough that, again, it's worth even the effort because it takes time and energy and resources to activate, whether you're reaching five people or whether you're reaching 500,000. So there's a balance there for sure, a, a threshold to overcome. But I think there's some really interesting opportunities when some of what you described can be combined with some community building elements. And we're seeing more in the space around that as well, where it's not just listening to the voices, but actively participating in some way. And again, creating engagement and interactivity 
I mean, you were invited to be a Golden Bears fan. And I think with the right kind of content reach, we can invite new generations of fans into fandom. My kids are born into it already. <laughs> Last question that I have for you. And actually, this is why I ended up stopping or at least pausing to do for the fans by the fans was sponsorships are challenging. It was easier for me to go and find and figure out who to target with a marketing and technology podcast. There's an industry, there's 7,000 MarTech companies. Those are the people that I could reach out to and sell sponsorships to reach this audience. With sports, it's harder, right? Hey, how do I figure out who's interested in marketing to Cal fans or Bay Area sports fans? Because probably more beaded C targeting, uh, you know, and also you're looking at local, that could be anything from the pizza place to the car dealership to God knows what. Talk to me about actually selling sponsorships when you're thinking about marketing. Those are difficult to find. It was a nut that I was never able to crack. Well, let's just say that over the years, over the decades, the model that we use is that we have a national selling organization, and we also have local relationships. So we have a general manager at every major sports property that we have multimedia rights for. They have sellers, they have partner activation coordinators and the like that work in that city and know that community. So they know to call on that pizza place or that insurance agent because they're part of that local community. Often they're an alum themselves, have those relationships. So we have offices at 190 different schools to get that local flavor. And we can do that at scale, but we're doing it in aggregate. I think the answer here is it's a lot of hitting the pavement. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do it and to do it well, which is why as we continue to you know, evolve our models, we're doing that on the ground every day, building relationships, talking to the people who care most about the school, care most about the sport, care most about the audience, and trying to do our best for them day in and day out. Well, Jennifer, it sounds like you've got the secret sauce to finding the local sponsorships. Someday when I double back to doing the For the Fans, By the Fans podcast, I'm going to have to ask to borrow your playbook. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for telling us a little bit about sports marketing and some of the technology and services behind it. I appreciate you being our guest. My pleasure. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Jennifer Davis, the CMO of Learfield IMG College, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Jennifer, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her company's handle is Learfield, L-E-A-R-F-I-E-L-D, or you could visit her company's website, which is Learfield.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.